lights out and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. I'm Andy Lewis. And I'm Tim Lewis. Now let's start the show. Boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Oh, new season. We're back, Dad. Yeah, all I got to say is one thing. What? Andretti. Ball in the USA. What are you doing, F1? Man. Okay, we're going to just launch right into it. This is our, I guess we'll say preseason tradition. We don't quite have all the cars to talk about, but we have several of the car launches. We have the big news, which I'm sure all of you are just already know because we're late to the party, but we wanted to record in person for the first episode. I knew Pops was going to be in town this week. Um, and yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We have Andretti, Lewis, Horner, all the cars, all the silly season start. So we're just going to launch right in because dad wants to talk about Andretti first. <laughs> Take it away, pops. What a travesty. I think it's absolute bullshit is what it is. Ooh, like cockapoopy? Like big time cockapoopy bullshit. Okay. Like, are, are we... Taking it on down to Poop It Town. Um, make F1 a sport again, man. <laughs> like, how, how, it's like, it's like my beef with like American baseball or American football calling themselves world champions. You can't call yourself world champion if you don't let everybody in the world compete. Yeah. Like, no, Whoa. no, no. And that's like, heavy. That's, that's heavy, man. I mean, but for real, like, call it. Football champion or whatever, but like, I mean, but you, like you can't call them world champion F one constructors and drivers if you're going to say, well, <laughs> yeah, but only one team from America, okay, mm-hmm. and they have to mainly use Ferrari parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and they have to have that an owner another. that doesn't give a shit. Let's go. Let's see. Okay. They got a problem with Michael Andretti, maybe. I mean, I know, I don't but know all the details, but there would I know be, there is some serious drama there. Yeah, but there'd be no Michael if it weren't for Mario. Yeah. One of the most iconic, multi-talented drivers who, over the greatest racing venues... Does he have a triple crown? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But okay, this is my question to you, is do you think... That the name, because this is one of the things that F1 said to Andretti in their press release is that F1 adds more to Andretti than Andretti adds to F1. <laughs> so I'm guessing dad disagrees with that through his grunts and moans. But do you think the name Andretti still means a lot to kids, like to the young, younger audience? I mean, I remember it. To serious racing fans who care to know. Yeah. How could you not understand the impact Mario Andretti has had, not only in his skill as a driver, over multiple series, uh-huh. but just as an ambassador to motor racing, for crying out loud. Sure. This dude, what, he's 80 years old, and he's got a double-seat Indy car that he drives people around Indy for to say, this is auto racing. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Schumacher? Well... Sorry, that was, a, that was a bad move. Cut that, cut that, cut yeah, that. Cut that out. But you know, I'm an F1 driver doing that. And if, I, if I'm if i ignorant of something like that, forgive me. But Yeah, I don't know. I think Andretti's dope. I think 
regardless if the name holds cachet, Cadillac holds cachet, uh, GM. GM holds cachet, and then they said that they wouldn't be a competitive team. Like, how do you know that? They're still building a car. But, like, when, I mean, Andretti has championships in other series, um, in Formula E, in Turning Car, in a whole bunch of series. Cadillac, I don't know about racing. I mean, they do have an LM program, I know. Um, I but mean, it's, it's they're iconic Cadillac. Cars. They're iconic cars that push the envelope. Let's, let's talk about how we have three U.S. Grand Prix's. Now, mm-hmm. because we're trying to ever grow the American engagement in this world sport. Let's be real. For the longest time, it was predominantly a European, Japanese, South America sport. But it's really growing worldwide again. And the big money's coming from the States. If you, well, I, I mean, think, it's cheaper, for, it's it's cheaper for us to go to like Spielberg than to go to, to Austin. Well, I mean, if you look at, if you look at. Certainly Vegas. If you look at uh, car markets just in general. The U.S., I think, is the largest car market for most. It's one of the largest car markets. Yeah. I know that. And in that car market, GM slash Cadillac owns 17% of the market share, which is the greatest of all manufacturers. So you have, you, you have that works. You were look, I mean, okay, so this is – let's get into this really. One of the main things that they said, because they do leave the door kind of open at the end of the letter where they're saying, like, we're, we are interested in a works Cadillac team. So one of the real problems is that for that first bit before Cadillac can actually get an engine development program and an engine, because they think that's realistically 2028, that they would have a, a team, they were looking to be a Ferrari or a, a customer team. And the Ferrari's like, we don't need any more customer teams. But it's like a lot of your teams are customer teams. And if that gets the foot in the door for the team and gets them some revenue and sponsorship and whatever, it would actually help get that engine program going more. But I don't know what could be more beneficial to an American market for American engagement in the sport is having an American works F1 team with American stuff. And then the potential to bring American drivers and Ameri- – like I think that's the other thing that they're concerned about is that like this is predominantly – I mean let's be real. Mo- I think half the teams are based in the UK. Okay, yeah. And so they're also kind of worried because we do see that with Sauber sometimes being based in Switzerland in the UK and, you know, um, what's the – AlphaTari was Tari. based in um, – Austria. No, no, no. Um, Red Bull, Italy, because they were so oh. they worked so closely with um, Ferrari. Well, but then time. Red Bull was based out of Austria, weren't they? And then they just no. They I mean, just they, have the hum- they were just the talking about right? having this big fancy. But they new... have Milton Keynes. They're in Milton. Their main headquarters in Milton Keynes. How long? Just forever? For I guess for as long as I'm like I think since never they mind. entered F one. Never mind. Um, I think the. I don't know. Let's not say things we don't know. But all in all is like I don't know how – I mean we. I understand the money aspect of it too. Like they don't want to – that's more slices of the pie. You know, if, if, if there's like one of the things that's driving the evaluations of these teams up over into the hundreds of – you know, 800, 700, a billion, a couple billion probably for something like Ferrari. Um. 
Well, we I understand not wanting, but but that also could drive up the revenue. And you and mom got me a, a sweet Formula One book, and one of the things I was talking in there is that, I mean, in the history of the sport, we used to have tons of teams. There used to be, it wasn't even that long ago that we had a 24-car grid. Right? Were, when, no. When we had yeah. Marusha and, or those other two failed teams, or did they, were some of those bought and sold? Regardless. Yeah. The sport has a history of having more than 10 teams. There's no, well, like, big rule that you can't have more than 10 teams. You know, just in the 50s and the 60s. 70s. It was a dude and a couple of his buddies yeah. being mechanical at some point. Yeah. I know that's the way in Indy. Well, and I mean, that's where, like, qualifying came from, is you actually had to qualify, qualify. for the race. Like, yeah. Be fast enough to compete. And I, I, I mean... So, you, I mean, you don't want to have two... They, they said we don't want to have, you know, some uncompetitive team running around in the back of the grid. Well, you've had that for years in Haas. Mm-hmm. So, force Gene to sell his team if he's not going to take it seriously and it's just a big marketing ad for him. I mean, that... We can talk about Haas when we get to their car, but I just, I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it could grow the sport in America. Well, when we... And when I'm not even a big patriot patriotic guy like i don't care because i'm an american i just think that it's silly for the sport like i just think it's silly well when we when we get to our next topic we'll find out we will review some facts of financial financial facts that yeah. um let's well, talk about uh, it now i mean okay. yeah, it's what we all want that's what most people want to hear i was going to kind of like hang it out to get them to listen but let's give them what they want give the people what they want well the what happened the moment Lewis announced that he, in 2025, was going to go to Ferrari? I've heard... What happened I've heard, to Ferrari stock? I've heard variant numbers, but somewhere between 7 and 9% overnight rise. 10%. Equivalent to... I mean, the, the, the actual cash dollar value is something like 10, 9, or $10 billion. Billion with a B... Overnight, but that's Ferrari like motorsport as well. Like Ferrari uh, as a brand, it's not just the F one. They're like, but you don't think it's going to trickle down or have no? I mean, direct- it, it's I mean, it direct, it's it's one of the smartest <laughs> gets ever, oh. like ever, and one of the most buffoona. I mean, <laughs> from if Masada. if this doesn't, I mean, it's kind of bonkers that Toto just signed a five year contract before this happened because I I think he's lucky that they did. Because there would be some serious questions about How like letting let that set. happen. So, so some of the details that were or what we've heard, and I'm sure you've all read and seen the same Instagram posts and stuff as me. But is just for those of you who maybe haven't, a hundred million dollars a year, mm-hmm. an ambassadorship for Ferrari. Um, but and I guess that was the big sticking point. At Mercedes is that he wanted a like a ten, like a job after F one like let's not be real let, let let's be real we all know that this is more than likely Lewis's ba- last move probably it was going to be his last contract even if he stayed at Mercedes mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that in a in a top team let's say if he wants to go to the Kimi Raikkonen route the um, Fernando Fernando Vettel yeah. you know but I don't think he did I don't I think I I think Lewis is too smart Lewis is too shrewd of a of a businessman. And he loves racing, particularly Formula One, so 
much. But he I think realizes he has, what I, it's done for him. Well, yeah, but I think he also has, like Seb, an unlike Kimi Raikkonen, like he he has ambitions. He has things he wants to do outside of Formula One. Mm-hmm. He has his clothing line. He has his music. He has his production company. He has the same production company that he's a he's working with Brad Pitt on the F one oh, movie yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a but he want he he's smart in the sense that he wants to stay with a team. Like he wants to stay in the sport, but like I think he wants to push his you know Mission Forty Four charity, push you know inclusivity amongst you know like. He's been playing a key role in the driver academy to get women and minorities oh, academy, yeah. more involved in the sport. And so this is one of the things I guess I heard that Ferrari said, we'll give you $400 million to your charities, to your initiatives. Not only will we encourage you in that path and, and being kind of the disruptor in this F1 world, we'll fund it. We'll put our money where our mouth is and not a small amount. It's like $400,000 or $400 million. But if you think about that, they're paying him a hundred million dollars a year. Plus the probably, probably all in that first contract is probably something like $600 million, but they just made nine, 10 billion billion by getting it. If that's not like he's underpaid. If you look at it in those numbers, excellent point. And like I ha- he could and have, he could have asked have for about, more. I think Peter Windsor brought that point up, yeah. that value-wise, probably underpaid. So we're going to start seeing, I think we're going to start seeing a lot shrewder contract negotiations, especially for somebody like Alexander Albon, mm. Carlos Sainz. It's going to get cracking, man. But, I mean, if they're, this is where I'm at, right? This is the socialist communist guy in me, is that, like, the drivers sh- should get more of a share of that. It's ridiculous that Ale- like Alexander and Albon comes on podcasts and talks about, or George talks about when he was at Williams, that like they didn't make money at the end of the season. You're racing in one of the most elite sports, and but after you pay for your your trainer and your nutritionist and them because they have to pay their way yeah. all around the world and put them up in hotels yeah. and pay their super license fee, and like you're talking about, you know million dollars in just costs you know it's kind of like how we don't value olympic athletes and stuff too Mm. it's like but yet millions and millions and hundreds of millions and potentially billions yeah i mean if if alpine basically has an evaluation of a billion dollars i mean let's let's look at some i think drivers what i'm saying is i think drivers need more of a share of that big money because they're putting their life on the line Right. At the end of the day. But I think it's a bigger picture window that Lewis, let's say Jackie Stewart, let's say Nikki Lauda looked out and to, yeah, it's it's about the ambassadorship back to. Oh, yeah, racing. that's right. Ferrari gave them him a 10-year Ferrari ambassador. And, um, and but yet yeah, was, you know, they had their mitts and a lot of other things, but it all related Oh, yeah, Lauda, Formula One. Yeah, Jackie Stewart. This, yeah. You know, I mean, he's 90, so, well, he's a, he's ancient, yeah. and he's still an icon of Formula One. And well, he's, he's not around anymore. Well, but... R.I.P. Nicky well, Lauda died. No, I'm talking about Jackie Stewart. Oh, Sir Jackie Stewart. S- the Sir. Put some respect and it's just, on it. Do we got that, do we got that spot when Brendel's talking? Look, man, it's freaking Jackie. Yeah. Stewart. You don't tell Jackie yeah. Stewart what to do. <laughs> Where are you going with this? 
Well, that Will Lewis, I think, will be every bit of an oh, ambassador more, more. to the sport more. than those icons. There's one person that has his credentials. And he's beaten more of those records, too. The only one that's even comes close is Schumacher, and they're tied on yeah. world championships. Right. But we all know, you know, like... The unfortunate Yeah, the situation unfortunate situation. There. But, I mean, that's why I'm thinking Mercedes is... This is the biggest blunder of all blunders, literally in the sports history. Like, you can't... Like, I know I've been seeing all these, oh, shock moves. There is nothing in this sports history that compares to this. Well, because there has never been... And, I mean, we're, we're maybe witnessing it with Max, but there, there may never be... Another Lewis Hamilton. I mean, even Max is not a Lewis Hamilton because Lu Max comes from a Formula One. His father raced in Formula One. He's white. He had, you know, like we're we're talking about like somebody who has clawed for everything he's gotten and been incredibly successful mm -hmm. up against all of the odds. And Mercedes wouldn't give wouldn't want him to be an ambassador for their company. <laughs> Like, I would have been, like, saying, well, oh, yes, sir, well, you may all, have that, and would you like 2% of Mercedes-Benz for how much you've done for this company? Because <laughs> you know what? I think Mercedes is going to have a real rude awakening when they show up in Bahrain, and all the, that those hundreds and thousands of people that were wearing silver, mm -hmm. black, you know, three-point star memorabilia they're all going to be wearing red, red now <laughs> red and yellow and you're going to learn that it wasn't that they were a fan of mercedes-benz as more of they were a fan of the Ooh. greatest driver who's lived in our time yeah for sure yeah i mean i mean by the stats that's not even an argument you aren't, you he can't. is the michael jordan like i was listening to the um shout out collecting cars the best podcast on in the world if you like cars, you need to be listening to that podcast. It's amazing. But they were talking, or no, I was this wasn't that. It was, I was talking to, um, they talked about it. We'll get to that too. But um, Sam Behind the Glasses podcast. And they were making a list of like, you know, world recognized celebrity and sports celebrities. I mean, there is a very, like, I feel like Lewis Hamilton could go pretty much anywhere in the world and he's going to be spotted. You know, he's like a Tiger Woods, a Venus and Serena Williams. Like, there's there's maybe, what, 50, 25, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, like yeah. Messi. Like, we're talking about where they don't get to not be famous. It's like an Andre the Giant. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't go anywhere and you don't know that that's Andre the Giant, yeah, you know? Right. And why would you not want that person being, the like, the absolute face of your company? I that do may, not understand. Well, that. and this is talking about. Bef the I wonder what Mercedes stock did. Ooh, that would be interesting. We didn't. Wait, we should have looked that. Uh, maybe next. Because did they see that the next day? Just like Ferrari, instead of waking up to a oh mama, yeah, <laughs> they woke up to oh fuck. <laughs> no, Michael, not like this, Michael. No. <laughs> this, no, Lewis. No. This, this is how we dance at Sprockets. Okay, but. Um, that's a Saturday Night Live thing from a long time but, ago. Um, but and I, apparently this 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 happened really fast. Like uh, like Wednesday morning. Like who cares? And we we all heard about it's it a, on it's Thursday. It's a bad move. Okay, I'm just saying what 
let's 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 get it like let's what did Lewis see see in the in the twenty in in what's coming down the pike and go, I don't even want to drive that before I make this decision. Cause he hasn't driven the twenty four car yet. No. I mean he's probably done sim stuff, but well, yeah, the and Sims are. Done, I think it's. I think this is a long, like the 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 ambassador thing. This is just a long list of things where Lewis is going. Oh, so you really don't care who the fuck I am? Because he didn't want George. He well, didn't want Botas to go. Yeah, and they got George. They said no. After one year of the zero side pod concept, Lewis said, "This ain't it, guys. This isn't it. I don't like this. This has it's numb." Both him and Russell talked about how it lacked feeling and like it was very hard to like get the best out of. So there's and then he says, "Okay, hey, you know how I've given you seven world champions that you hang in all these trophies and like I made you know like I all that. Can I just be a? Don't you think I'd be a good ambassador after I'm done racing? Like keep me on the payroll and I'll be an ambassador to the world and you know we'll do great things together." Mm-hmm. And they go. Try again. Nine. 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 Maybe try again in 2035. <laughs> and then he goes to Ferrari and they go, anything you want, bud. Anything you want. You want a Pierre Sangway allocation? I know those are hard to get. <laughs> well. I mean, and then let's just not talk about which company would you rather race for? Which company car would you rather have? Duh. Like, I, I, I heard... Um, Oh man, who's it? It was one of the one of the race guys. I want to say it was like Mark Hughes or or one of them. He says he says that Lewis will not that he worries about it, but he's like he'll never buy another plate of pasta again in his life. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. no matter what, like what that just gave to the Tafosi. Oh. Like, can you imagine being Lewis Hamilton in Milan or? Like I, if I, I'm, I'm sure he probably already has a house there. But if he's not, I would get a couple. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I know he has one in Monaco, which is pretty close. Yeah. But I would have one in, you know, Milan. Yeah. I'd have one in Como. I Marinello. mean, like, I mean, he's going to be an honorary citizen of. Well, I'm sure they, I'm sure they have an apartment for him. I'm right. sure Ferrari. From what I've heard, Ferrari takes very good care of the drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Their jet is very nice. <laughs> I heard Science talk about it once. He's like, yeah, you don't really want for much. Like, it's it's pretty good gig. You know. And think of all the, you know, clothing brands and, brat, you know, yeah. like, oh, there's a lot of cool well, stuff. Italy's known for a lot of cool things. You know, I think before we probably ought to move on a little oh, bit because whatever. there's more disaster ahead that we're going to cover. But, you know, the, the, the song of, what is it, Sinead that, that, uh, Sergio Perez, when he won, is a smooth operator. No, that's Carlos Sainz. Oh, yeah, Sainz, thank you. But I think the, the new theme song for Mercedes is bad operator. <laughs> very, very bad for, operator. For real. Okay. So speaking of Sainz, let's just go to there. Because yeah. clearly that means Sainz is done at Ferrari. Yeah. And I feel, I, I okay. How would you feel if you're Sainz? And then how would you feel if you were Leclerc? Because look, let's not, I think they're saying it's a three-year deal that Leclerc just re-upped with Ferrari. So you have this big deal. And then Ferrari, even even if it was like a fast 
fast-paced deal, they were still trying. And how mm. long have they been trying? Oh, yeah. You mean as you know, far as... To get Lewis. Uh, well, or to give... Um, but say you're Leclerc, so you're like, you're, you're negotiating this absurdly long contract. Like, it's between, like it, between him and Max, they have the two longest contracts in the sport. Well, and then you go, like, do you think Lewis is coming there to be number two? Do you think Lewis, the seven-time world champion? Who wants to, compared I want to the, him to, to be the eighth world champion. Yeah, compared to the zero-time world champion, the nine. Well, I, fi- I at first I thought you were alluding to giving um, Carlos a whole lot of chances to really be successful. What do you mean by that? You know, hanging on to him when he was having his struggles. Yeah, but he's always delivered. He's always delivered. He may start slow, but he's always delivered. He, every single season, he scored more but points. But I think than you're the get, season that's what before. you're getting to. The consistency, yeah. of which he does it, is not. I think it's more consistent than Leclerc. Well, he's outscored yeah. Leclerc. I would rather take somebody genuinely. I would rather have Carlos Sainz than Leclerc, based on the the latest trajectory. I can understand why you Leclerc say that. Leclerc is fast. There's no doubt about it. Probably the fastest guy on the grid, in, in all perfect conditions, right? But that same speed makes him reckless. It makes him, he is on the edge all the time, so he often goes over it. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have somebody who is going to more likely win me a world championship with his consistency and his work ethic and his drive and his strategical mind and his... Yeah. I think it's, I think the fact that Red Bull, Mercedes, anybody now is not trying to get Carlos Sainz, I think is a travesty. If I was Red Bull, I would be like, sorry, Perez. <laughs> <laughs> we'll buy you out, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll yeah. kick we'll kick Danny out, and you can go back to Torasso. Well, and then and then we're talking. See, science has that level of maturity that that yeah. uh, that um, he's a seasoned racer now. That Leclerc, and he's hungry still. Yeah, and Leclerc has yet to get there. It's like a lot of these great drivers or drivers in general in F one. They so, come in real raw, real immature. Then they come into their own. And can you imagine the maturity of Lewis and if Leclerc gets that maturity yeah. level, how this might be one dominant racing team? Mom was actually talking to me the other day about when we were talking about Max and why is Max so good? And I said, there's usually two types of people in Formula One that get there because it's really hard to get there. People with just the most insane work ethic that just don't give up and they get there. You know, I think of like a, you know, I don't know. And I think science falls in that camp. And then I think you have the once in a lifetime, general, you know, just unbelievable raw talent. Sees lines that aren't there, you know, to other people. Exploits things that aren't there to other people. And then you have people that are both. Mm. You ha- And that's where you get a Michael Schumacher, a Lewis Hamilton, a Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, a, a, a Ayrton Senna, you know, mm-hmm. a Nicky Lauder, you know, like the real, I mean, we're talking, you know, the greats, the, the, the rarest of the rare greats. But I would always take a worker over a gifted, in my opinion. 
I think in the long run, that's a better play. You know, the one thing when I think of of uh, Carlos is just his ability to manage the technical mid-race. I mean, it's so Fernando Alonso-esque. Yeah. Like, there's there's very few, I think, and if I'm, I don't like giving him compliments all the time, but George Russell is actually pretty on his toes. He just is too emotional about it. Right. But he does, he's aware of what's going on. Oh, yeah. He's really, I mean, think of all those, you know, safety car jumps that he just. Can you imagine when he gets a level of, of maturity that I mean, <laughs> we've, we usually come to expect out of these guys about. I mean, we thought we saw prima donna George last year. <laughs> what's that going to be like this year where well, he's definitely yeah. going to start claiming that he's the new king of the kingdom? Mm. And that's just some big yeah. shoes to fill, George. Yeah. Yeah, he may. And how funny is that? There might be quite a big exodus from from Mercedes. Oh, oh, because I would be like, I mean, who are you going to stick around to watch? (laughs) If Lewis goes, hey guys, I can only see want a uh, job. (laughs) I can I can only see Toto Wolf hammer the desk so many times. I got I got about doesn't become a music. I got about thirty million reasons why you could come work for me. And that's still, and that's that's what I have over my old contract at Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, right. So, talk about a mess. I mean, so who who do you think, who do you think is going to take Hamilton's seat? You know, it's all been so fast. I know. Just it's answer all, the question, real real fast. Um, who, who's your gut? Who do you think in twenty five will be sitting in that silver arrow? Piastri? Piastri? No. He's under contract. Contracts can be fixed. You think Piastri's going to McLaren? I think I think I think Piastri's McLaren. True. I think he's there long term. But and unless it's a an obscene amount of money. I think you know, that's the only way. I mean, that's the level of driver we're talking about. Is it? But now we're talking is about, it, is this He's team, only one season in. Is this team And I didn't a, see what I thought I would see. I think he was good, but yeah. I've, what rookie. am I saying? It was a great rookie. rookie when we'll was see. the last time you saw a rookie we'll like see. that? I, would, so, I would take still, Albon over Piastri. Well, with experience of Albon over Piastri versus the future of Piastri, you know, the, I, I, was, I almost said Alex Albon. I really I did. I think it's Albon. I've been saying it. I, that's my gut. It seems like a no-brainer. Him and George are such good friends. It it follows the trend that Mercedes does. Botas, Williams to Mercedes. And George, Williams to Mercedes. Albon, Williams to Mercedes. Both Toto and George were instrumental in getting Albon that seat and, and getting him out of the Red Bull con- contract. And like we were just talking before we got on air, was, and it's not Red Bull who... Didn't even use KY, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, that was the helmet. I mean, that was, and well, the, what's kind of crazy is, like, I think that could have gone very different if it wasn't for a one Lewis Hamilton because <laughs> there were two podiums that Alex was set to get mm. that Lewis crashed him out of, too. So how great would it be to, like, all of that BS to come to Mercedes, but then you're coming to Mercedes when it's basically on the decline? Well, this last year. I mean, they still came in second. I don't know what we're talking about. They still came in second last year. But it was so painful. 
You know what are they going to? What's going to happen this year? I mean, it was impressive again, what they did mid-season, but that's golly. why. That's why I'm nervous. Like Lewis knows his shit, man, and he saw something. And he goes, yeah. "Okay, well, Ferrari's not going to be worse." Because that's the thing, right? Like at very, I mean, like it is by points of last year, the way the season finished, Ferrari came in third to Mercedes. Yeah. So he technically left a better team to go to a worse team. But I think, who did we see? But Ferrari looked faster at the end of last year. And then it's all the other laundry list of things that we just said. Plus, they gave him what they want. Plus, they're going to treat him like the seven-time world champion goat that he is. Don't you just get a sense that Ferraris do? This I is, mean, this is the Ferrari. last world champion of Ferrari was Kimi Raikkonen. So, yeah. Uh, 2007. So. And it seems like they're building something because this gets us on to our next point. Yeah, we've got talk about a mess. Christian Horner is under investigation by none other than Red Bull themselves. Apparently, some some pretty nasty sexual allegations against Horner that were serious enough that Red Bull goes, "Okay, well, we're not." I mean, I, I, I and good to them, like. I'm glad that we're taking women seriously now. That <laughs> say, hey, this guy was inappropriate. Well, yeah, it's, or at it's, least at least they're investigating it. Yeah, yeah, and it's and by from all reports, this is a deal, and it's like Horner's gone. Forget it, man. And is it well? Because there's already apparently internal push for him to step down voluntarily. Like, like, hey, this is going to be better for you in the long run if you just go away quietly. Mm. But he's adamantly denying, right? Well, and I mean, it's we're as we're recording, it's Friday, three o'clock Mountain Time, and uh, we still they they didn't all the news before we we were trying to hold on as long as we could to get you know to get all the as many cars as we could and get the Horner news, but it doesn't look like it probably won't be till Monday. I don't think they would announce it over the weekend, but maybe. Well, and you know, in this world, this these days. People just throw out stuff, but I mean, and I then it's up to you to to protect your name, disprove well. But the I allegations mean, it's evidence. If it's there's evidence, there's evidence. If there's not, there's not. But I think yeah. it doesn't look good. No, and I've never been a. I've never. I, I, I mean, I've made no secret that I'm not a Christian Horner fan, but he's done a really. He's ran a really successful. Oh come on! The last twenty years, what he has done for this team—it's—it's it's a huge. They're a great team, and keeping Newey there, and like I don't want to, you know, credit where credits due. Like Red exactly. Bull is a, is a force in the sport for sure. Exactly. Can't you can't take that? Yeah, away. I will not take it away. But he's so easily now to find out if he's like a creep too. Like oh. and like, and I'm sorry, but ginger spice isn't good enough for you, bitch. Your wife is a fucking spice girl and you're trying to get side tail? Get a career, dude. In 2024? Ick, dude. I hope it's not true, but Ew, icky. But yeah. like shame, shame. I know your name, well, and Mr. Then, Horner. And then Poor we were just spice. listening to this one dude. What was his name? She's a ride or die chick, man. She's at like every race. Yeah, isn't that true? And she's a babe. <laughs> She's a fucking Spice Girl, man. <laughs> like, like <laughs> she's a little weird. She's like looks like, like Max's mom. Like you know, time. like like if but. if we're in eighteen sixty three, and like you know, and she was around, her name would be like 
Abraham Lincoln. If she was a yeah. if she was a dinosaur, dude, she'd be like a babasaurus rex. Oh yeah. So, but now, I mean, is is this team on the verge of imploding? It, well, because that's the other rumors. You bring up a good point, Dad. Is because somebody may have a kill contract. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Horner and Adrian Newey have like cyanide capsules for each other in contract language. That like, hey, bud, if I go, you go, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then. What was this guy? F1 News Tactical Rab. I mean, he had some pretty good articles about how they're looking to um, to maybe just bring in some bean counter from the executive well, board or, yeah, that, that at Red a, Bull to come and a, run a race team. There's a clause saying that that somebody from Red Bull corporate would succeed Horner in the in in the in the case of a emergency. Because let be realistic. Who are they going to find? I mean, we're we're a We're week in, away from testing. Yeah. And your shit is blowing up. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's going to? Like, oh, the, the F1 world is going bonkers, and you're trying to keep, like, like just, just, I mean, it's like. Well, like, hey, Al, because that's the other rumor about Alex is like that Albon has a tentative deal or a first, first right of refusal for a Red Bull contract for 26. And if I'm Albon, I'm going, like, okay, wait. You guys were fucking assholes when I was there. Your team principal might be gone, which means the groat, Adrian Newey, might be gone. I'm thinking, no. Mm. I'm thinking I'm going to wait a second. might be on a downswing here. This seat may or may not be as hot as you think it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see what else happens. And we're just a week into this bad boy. Yeah. So, sorry, uh... I didn't see that text yet. Sorry. Oh, and the fact you didn't use KY when you screwed me. So yeah. Bad. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, so much there. If, uh, and you know, there's really not much more to say about it um, until we get more information. Yeah. The other thing we forgot to mention is that maybe science has still got ties to Audi. Oh, that's right. There was a there was that last year that um, Audi that he may have a pre contract kind of deal kind of like it take a hiatus until twenty twenty six which would be it never works I want to see science uh, on the grid man I want to see him on the grid I agree speaking of science we should give a shout out to Carlos Sainz Senior winning the Dakar hey, again. yeah four uh, time overall is though, it four in a row I don't know or is it f- was still. it wasn't some of his wins in like his bracket or his category but this one was like overall like he won the whole that car yeah like he was the first person to come in like damn yeah well and he's like what like 60 something i don't know i don't know he's not young i think he'd be safe to say he put me to shame i mean carlos is 30 right yeah at least so he's got it i mean he's got to at least be in his late 50s yeah probably so impressive really cool kudos kudos to the senior we got to talk about cars because we we had so the first car that launched was the haas and the second car that (laughs) i mean what are we gonna say about haas i don't i don't care like they're so irrelevant which sucks because i like um i really like uh hulkenberg i always have yeah um I gotta go turn. 
keep talking. What do you think well, about Haas's what, car? You know, it's a, it's, I like it a lot better than last year. I like that skunk stripe, man. But then you were pointing out, like, the bird's eye view, with, like if you had your, your drone over it. It's it's like it's like this animal thing. Yeah, kind of like it's gazelle like, horns. Yeah, but it's more like a water buffalo with the, on the track. With the <laughs> <laughs> but a, a galloping water buffalo anyway. I mean, it's not yeah. the slowest water yeah. buffalo, but it's still a water buffalo. And those little red things that point out on the intake. I think it's cool. I think it's all right. I I, I don't have a lot to say. And from what we hear now that Gunther's gone and. I forget the guy's name who's who's uh, taking his place, but um, they're they're managing expectations already. At their launch, they were like, "Well, we still might be the slowest." So mm-hmm. here's all the new shit we did, but we're still probably going to be coming in in the rear. Um, well, and that's the other thing, you know. You know, we've got an American owner. But we're still running European stuff. Well, it's still so much and, of Ferrari. And yeah. I just don't think, like, from what, what? I've heard, that Gene makes enough money. As a loser. Just being, <laughs> just like, literally, like, from his tooling company, that he doesn't need, like, and we've known this, for, he, like, doesn't need to do better than he's already doing. Yeah. But it's, like, it's just lame, man. Like, Invest like shit or get off the pot, dude. Especially if you know you could sell that to Andretti for a bill. Yeah, like probably a, a cool bill. And you're gonna like just fuck around in last place all year, year after year after year, like where we could really have a true American team, or just a team that really wants to be there. Yeah, like look at what Andretti's done. Jeez, can you to try it? to just get a no? You know. Yeah. And uh, I just think that's uh, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I, it makes stay me just. Tuned. I, it could be whatever. I the, it, stay tuned. Tell Haas shows that they want to do something, especially now that Gunter's gone. I really don't care. I mean, I like Hulkenberg, and I. But there's a there's talk that he's gonna jump for Audi when Audi comes. Like they have ties there. Uh, up next is the Williams. They launched. Or no, well, we're going to talk about Williams. Would you... Uh, what do you think? It's like... From... It's not a big evolution of last year. No. But I thought Williams regularly last year was the best looking car yeah. on the grid. The thing that sucks is that they, too, went down the, the gray or the black route. Mm. Like, the no paint... The other thing is, look at the look at the wheels, right on the twenty three versus the twenty four. I just think that they took some of the fun out of it. No, like wait, it was you're such a bass backwards. No, this is the twenty three car. Oh this yeah, this is the twenty four car. Oh yeah, yeah. That, Those cool blue dots they had on the wheels. That was and, the thing that gets your attention. Yeah, and then like the kind of diamondy pattern. The one thing I will say about Williams is nice is that they are really starting to have a team identity again. Like. This car looks like an evolution of this of the twenty three car. It doesn't look like a yeah. I don't know. I like it. I think it's fine, and I think the Duracell thing is still pretty cool. I mean, if you're gonna have a battery sponsor, yeah, like that's a cool integration of the. They kept that, which was cool. 
But what, what you're saying is that now that they got Komatsu, you know, the big heavy industrial equipment stuff, they don't off the air box. They don't have like this big claw excavator bucket. Uh, that would be something. Maybe there's little tunnels in there to get more oomph to the motor. It's kind of weird that the car is a little more like squarer and flatter and less like roundy, you know, on the nose. I think this yeah. car, these are these are just renders too, so I don't. I think yeah. it's not quite the most detailed thing, but I like the the blue color. I like the new blue um, better, but yeah, it'll show spots. We'll see. Way. When it gets wet, it'll show spots so much worse than the other one. Um, <laughs> then we have one of the two really just stupid names, stupid new teams, Kick. Can we all agree to just call them Sauber and, like, piss them off and what, never, ever... What the hell is a Kick? Kick or, or sorry, Kick or um, Steak. Sorry. Steak. They're, they're Kick Steak because he, the thing is, is, like, Steak is, like, the name, but... Apparently, um, Kick is her nickname. Kick is like the parent company or something, oh. or it has something to do with it too. Because okay, in in the Muslim countries that we go to, I think you know Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and yeah, like they have a anti gambling law. Oh, Kick is like a so they, online they gambling thing. No, steak is steak is. It's okay. like steak, like raise the stakes. I guess. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but all I think of is like steak, like right. a. Like a piece of meat. Like, if the moon was really made of cheese, I think I'd eat it. I mean, the one thing I'm going to say about this is I really like that they went bold. Like, they're like, you're not, you're not, you're going to know which car is, yeah. is Sauber. And again, we're all going to agree to just call it Sauber, right? This is, is, is the, um, yeah, Neon. God, you know. Hulk? Like, maybe the Hulk. How about. They put a few black lights in it on these. You know even, what it? You know these what it nighttime, looks like though. <laughs> these nighttime races, and this baby would stick out like. <laughs> even, you know what it looks like, and I haven't heard anybody say this. But that, let me like, guess. Let that, me guess. Let me. No, no, no. The Flovis stuff that they oh, put yeah. on. Oh yeah. It kind of looks like they just were like, "Well, that's pretty cool, right?" Well, so <laughs> like gonna, we could just. Right. Hey, why don't we just like make that permanent though? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, a sponsor will be Flowviz. Yeah, Kick F One brought to you by Flowviz. Flo That's what it looks like. It now. does. That's all you're I exactly, can see. You were exactly right. Like, you're. How are they going to do Flowviz on that car when when they oh, go to testing? <laughs> I guess I'll have to come up with. They're like, like shit. Neon, like it's like neon pink. It's like people naming Viz. orange. They hadn't seen a carrot yet. They're like, what do we call this thing? Oh shit. Long pointy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Mitch Hedberg. You know that's a Mitch yeah, Hedberg. Man, yeah, man. Okay. And you know what we have to talk about because this is formerly Alfa Romeo. So we just lost one of the classic best liveries of last year. And all of their special liveries were just They chef's were magnifique. Kiss. Like that fucking <laughs> Monza livery from last year with the gold Alfa Romeo uh. and the white, like Ugh, like I just like the only green on there I just is not Alpha Romeo. Pants, man. That is not Alpha Romeo green in that no for that emblem. It sucks oh. that we lost Alpha Romeo to get kick. Kick or steak. Steak. Stick cake. Cake. Which stick. will ultimately Sour. be we're gonna we're gonna call it Flovis. 
Because it is sour. Yeah. Okay. It, it matters that way. And then we got the Alpine launch after that. Oh. Yeah. And let's see. Um, so it's just last year's car That's with less pink and blue. <laughs> I mean, are they? Are these one of the cars they just ran? I will and it's say. All carbon I will say from the top, top it's total. it's rad. Yeah. From the aerial view, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it is. That like uh, chevron-y pattern going yeah. back to the BTW. And then the fact that the BTW is kind of like outlined. It's way better. I'm not going to lie, Yeah, actually. I think it's better. Definitely from that top view. But from every other angle, it looks worse. In a lot of the same way. So that's so mm. points down for that. But based on top view alone, but easily the coolest. when you're watching on the boob tuber from the bleachers what are you seeing jack hey you're right mm-hmm. dude let's see we'll see when it looks like when it when it hits the hits the hit, hits the um the things the road the racetrack like when the poop hits you. the fan i think it's cool it's it's growing the more i'm looking at these pictures it's yeah. and the look at that the pink on the whatever mm-hmm. the wheel shroud is the oh yeah that looked cool i'll show you look at that mm-hmm. from the front that looks that looks sweet. Yeah, it's like pinstriping. And I like that they do the outline of the BTW in pink too. That's that's cool. It looks so I, much better. That's probably if it wasn't for the car that launched today. Yeah, that would be my favorite. Totally. The Williams is, is is still up there too, but no, I think the Williams got worse. So I have to knock Williams on. Yeah. Like it is kind of an evolution of their last livery and stuff, but it did get worse. So we have to knock them and. The BTW Alpine car looks very similar, but definitely, definitely better. Um, but then we had, and it freaking pains me to say the next sentence that I'm about to say, that without a doubt right now, the best car livery on the grid is the Visa Cash App. <laughs> RBV car. <laughs> Does that not just feel like we're living in idiocracy? <laughs> F1 car brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> the I mean, Carl's Jr. get fucked Red Bull car. <laughs> like, if you don't chew big red, fuck you. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's or it's like uh, in uh, 30 Rock when Tina Fey is like, uh, Ar- Arbol Racing gives a, you know, we really use Cash App when we're around the world. Can we have our money now, please? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like. And like just Visa down the side, like, ugh. Like, does that just suck the beauty out of it, but it still is cool? It's a, but the one thing I'll say, and I, I mean, this is why it's my favorite already, is because it's an actual livery. It's an actually painted, painted car. F1 car. Like, there's not, it's not a black car with some color on it. I want to know who Hugo is. I want to say it's Hugo Boss, but didn't, I thought they were rebranding as Boss, because that was one, they were one, that's my guess, I don't know, we should, we should probably look it up, but But I know that that was That's a saving grace that we can always call it the Hugo car instead of, what is it? Racing balls. (laughs) And, but it is, it is also a, a pretty much return to the Toro Rosso liveries of the late 2010s v carb zero one is that it? but it's a something like that yeah visa 
I'm gonna call. I'm Cash gonna. Out. I'm gonna call it the Red Bull Junior car, like we. I'm I think we've all it. been talking about. I'm it. gonna call which, it the Hugo. Which now we're gonna go back to Andretti because why? Because there's a lot of drama about this car. Because, I think like like we saw when we had the old Racing Point, the pink, the pink Mercedes. I think that this car is going to be, the, the junior like it's it's it's, they said. It has the most components that they could take from the from last year's Red Bull, the RB19, mm-hmm. which is <coughs> the most successful F1 car in the history of the sport. <laughs> yeah, this we were just talking about this. And yeah, we can bring it up. Wouldn't it be funny? Okay, you got the RB19. Basically, it's an RB19 from last year, the dominant car minus minus chassis and and side pods. Still, like that's the one. Like, but it it takes the most. But there's suspension components that the anti-dive, Sus- suspension. anti-squat that really thought was the yeah, deal. Yeah, they, they switched to uh, pole rod front suspension Yeah, too. that's the, what they thought was a real advantage to Red Bull. Well, it, that, it, yeah. That, that's suspension stuff. So suspension, I think they probably got nailed. But wouldn't it be funny if they start? But they have the same engine this year. They perform at the same level I as think, the parent I, team. I think, I think Red Bull's going to have a, another stonker. Because let's re- remember, last year they quit working on that car at the summer break. And they didn't develop that car at all, and they were still comfortably the fastest car. There was a couple times that, like, we kind of saw some interesting things with Ferrari, at, you know, at, like at, uh, <laughs> at uh, Vegas. Yeah. But it still won, nine, it won every race but one. And they didn't even develop it at the end. There's and they one, just started working on 20. There's 24. one massive caveat, though, Andy. What's is that? that if they bring in some bean counter from corporate board, if Horner goes, I don't like that. Yeah, you were the most successful car last year. Yeah, you did. I think even, Come on. even a bean counter is going to go. Look, I just want to fuck 2024. up. It's 2024. It's idiocracy. <laughs> It is a replay of Idiocracy 2. Come on, it could happen. It could, I mean, but I think even them, they would just go, don't touch anything, right? <laughs> just do what you guys did last year. <laughs> just pretend Horner's here, like, and just, oh, like, carry on. But what if... What if we'll Adrian, hire what somebody if Adrian to just can't yell tweak it. What if Adrian knew he's not there to tweak it? I mean, if Adrian goes, I think that's a different... That's a different... That's a whole other... But we'll see. We'll see. It you could know be that fun. he's got to be making like an obscene amount of money, too. But I, I don't think any like like Ferrari wouldn't pay him another hundred million dollars a year. No, no, no. I think they would. Is what I'm saying. Well, they, th- there's talk about some you know, of the g- engineers have already left. Well, Red but Bull. there's I guess the 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 protege, the, there's a kid or uh, this guy that's underneath him is who's been like under his tutelage for years. Oh. Does he have the same kind of mind? And the huh? Um, and maybe they're not worried about it. Apparently, I, the guy knows? at McLaren is the only one who did the same thing as Adrian with the uh, some part of the car design. I can't remember, but he's the only other person who saw the same thing Adrian saw. Yeah, that we know of. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what I, what I was saying is, there a lot of teams are. They're working closer and closer together than they ever have in the history. Like, usually throughout history, like the Toro Rosso used to be called, or Alfa Tari, as a lot of you guys probably know them. Um, 
but it they've always you know at times they didn't even use the same engine there were times where yeah. they were using they were the scuderia tour rasa so they're using ferrari engines and they used honda engines when red bull was still using renault uh-huh. and, and but i think that the, the the chief thing that's different because you would say well haas does that with ferrari it's not that different except haas and ferrari are owned by different people gene haas owns haas and Ferrari, you know, Ferrari yeah. owns Ferrari, but Red Bull owns both the racing ball and racing bull. And there, I think it, I think it's ridiculous if we get, bring it back full circle to Andretti that we're going to yeah. let Red Bull own two teams before we let Andretti Cadillac own one team. Mm-hmm. I think that's, a big red flag well, that bullshit. Just, that flag just adds too. to the adds to the ridiculousness of of F F one's decision. Plus, doesn't that technically give Red Bull two votes in any matter? Hmm, very interesting. You know, and the thing that some of the teams are worried about is that they could um, delegate development. Like, if you had, like, oh, hey, we're gonna because they have budget caps now, we're only gonna spend some money on. We'll do suspension and aero, and you do engine and shared cost. And so they're trying to push for more unexpected and unannounced investigational stop bias. And what? And if you can do that, what happens? How much more wind tunnel time does your junior team or the lesser performing team get over the winter? Sure. And then you can start sharing back, and it just doesn't. It just It just doesn't feel good. Yeah, I think. But what's going to be interesting is. I think the car will be fast. It definitely will be a more of a front, mid-front running team if it's anywhere near um, what the RB19 was like last year. Well, like we're so saying. it could like like <laughs> we we think it, I I mean it could it looks like it could be giving you know definitely Alpine and Aston a run for the money, maybe even, even Merck, maybe Ferrari. Who knows. Is Ferrari geared Wait, isn't up that, in that interesting? If Danny Rick had a car, like if we're actually going to see the return <laughs> of of Danny, yeah. Because let's be real, there's no way if 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 the RB20 is a carry on from the RB19, Max is going to be gone again, right? Sergio struggled a lot, so we could see a Sonoda being ahead of Perez or a Ricardo being ahead of Perez. Would that, would that add some snap to the, to the season? One thing I want to say is when we keep talking about Perez's seat, you know, I talked about science, I talked about... But why is Sonoda never in the cards for that seat? Why do we not hear Sonoda being talked about for that seat? He's faster than Ricardo was last year. Mm-hmm. He's got the coolest name on the grid. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want a Yuki doll? I just think he's, he's a great I personality. Mean, I, get, I get that he's a hot kid, but like you haven't risked that before. Sebastian Vettel comes to mind. Well, uh, you know, every season is a new day, baby. So I just don't know. I I mean I don't know if I would put again. Like I said, I would I would science or album would be my choice for sure. So are you thinking? But I'd still think. I mean. I love Danny Ricardo. I really do. But he hasn't really proved anything yet. No. And that's what I was just about to mention is 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 it Yuki 1.5 and Danny 
who's one and two? Are they are they I going mean, into the season if, if equal Sonotas, and then let it let the Sonotas, chips fall where they may? I think I think Danny is de facto the leader of that team just because of his time spent in elite organizations and like kind of just giving people the way these big elite programs run and are successful. We do this, guys. Oh, um, but um, I I'm. I'm really hopeful. I think I hope Daddy. I hope that um, uh, Danny really puts in, has put in a lot of work on the off season. Yeah. Um, shoot, I wanted to talk about Logan Sargent when, when we were at Williams. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he put in the work in the off season. Mm-hmm. He realizes the second chance that they really gave him. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk about how he admitted to being out of shape for his first season. Ah. Um, and one of the things that they talked about is that when you come, when you show up underprepared, it's impossible during how much we race now in F1, mm-hmm. how long the season is, you cannot, there's no time to, catch to like catch up. Yeah. It takes too much that you have to show up ready to work. And apparently he put, Five pounds of muscle on in the off season, Ooh. and he really, really put work in. So I'm and, and the Williams looks like they have some some cool stuff in the upgrade. I think I think it could be a different year for Williams. Well, there's tracks that are suited for what they had last year. So I'm uh-huh. hopeful. I'm I'm hopeful that I like I like when somebody gets a second chance and doesn't squander it. You know. Well, that's it. Why is it? Well. We or gets why. a chance, like DeVries, yeah. you know, you know. We know why. We know that's what's so cool about this sport is that every year we say, Oh man, this is there's so much to look at this year. And it's like gee many Christmas. We're saying the same thing again. Yeah. I with mean the, with these little tidbits that come on. What they were saying in I was listening when I was listening to collecting cars, you know, they talked about for those of you who don't know, it's Chris Harris's podcast, Edward Lovett, um, Neil, and then Manish Pandey. And Manish Pandey is like, he directed the Senna documentary, like directed the Bernie Eccleston TV doc. Like he's a, these guys know this shit. They live, breathe. They literally call it addicts. They're collecting addicts. They're car addicts. But they were talking about how just when you think Formula One is, we're going down this endless dominance of Max, it's reminding us of the Ferrari Schumacher year, you know, like, just when it seems like it's not going to, like we're losing interest, viewership is down, F1 has the way to reinvent itself, and now everybody's talking about F1 again. Yeah. I'm so excited. You know, none of the shit we even really talked about, the Lewis signs, like we still have a whole year to go before any of that even starts, but I don't care. I'm so amped for, for the first race. I'm so amped that testing is in less than two weeks, you know, um, that that we have Bahrain at the end of the month, man. I like bingo. So to close us out, we also need to remind you that uh, Norris has a contract extension at, at, at McLaren, which I don't think any of us really, I mean, I know, I think uh, Red Bull was really trying to get him away, but I like, I mean, that Norris hasn't wavered on his, he said he wanted to go to McLaren he grew up watching Lewis race in McLaren. He, he grew up 
wanting to be a McLaren driver and mm-hmm. bring McLaren back to its title-winning form. That I mean, that team does have so much history. It's it, at one point was the most winning it, like when adjusted for amount of time in mm-hmm. the sport, had the most world champions of any other team. Like I, w- I like that he's staying there. He sees that there's motivate, like that something's happening. I like that, and it's not I'm happy. For it's that. not like McLaren, you know, pooped the bed last Cause, year because I think he could have had that science seat. Yeah, too. So I think he's definitely he could have if he wouldn't been under contract could have had that McLaren and if seat McLaren, or Mercedes seat. If and if McLaren continues to improve, like they, I mean, they were so massively improved last year. Yeah, and what are now, they do and, now? And I think now they have the full complement of their facility up and running. I think it is. Yeah, I think and right. so that <laughs> this and, here we go. We're right back. And in. I can't Martin, And Ferrari and like all the the. I just got goosebumps. Goosebumpers. Baby. Um. The last thing we want to do is just do a quick rundown of the calendar and things that are to come. Um, we have. Um, where when is testing? Shoot, I should have had this up. Um, it's February. It's like the it last is. week in February. Huh? Um, February twenty one and twenty three is preseason testing in Bahrain again, and then February twenty three drive to survive releases. The new season drive to survive releases, and then Bahrain is February twenty ninth through March second. But then the other thing I wanted to get your reaction to. No, the race? Yeah, the race. Holy crap. Yeah, Bahrain, the Grand Prix. End of this month. I'm a nut, and I that's still like. I know. I'm still and waiting we for go, mid-March in Australia, you know? Yeah. No! And then we go, from Bahrain, we go to Saudi Arabia. So we're going to have we're gonna have Jeddah again, which is going to be great. In one week. It is March 7th, yeah. So, a week because away. they're so close. Yeah. Oh, geez. Then we have 22nd and 24th, we have Australia, we have Melbourne. So yeah. it's still early on the calendar that I like. But then get this. This is what I love. Guess what round Guess where round four is. Mm, tell me, Kimosabe. Suzuka. Early season, I think, hopefully to get some fucking dry running. They're, the typhoons are way later. So that's awesome. Oh. And then guess, guess where round five is. Track that hasn't been on the calendar in a while. Like a Vietnam thing, like a, <laughs> like a Guangzhou, like China, China, correct. So we have China, Shanghai. Then we go from Shanghai to Miami. Then we go to the Emilia Romano Grand Prix. Mm. So we have Imola is still on, which I like. That's cool. Then Monaco is round eight. I think it always is. Usually like seven or eight, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a. Then Monaco. Then we go to Montreal. Then we have Barcelona, the Spanish track. Isn't that the new Spanish track? It's like a street. Or wait, is yeah, this is the 2024 calendar. Okay. And then Austria, then then Silverstone, Hungary, Belgium, Netherlands. So at least you know, uh we're gonna have Silverstone, Hungaro Ring, Spa. You know, so is Spa after the summer break again? It says round 14 July. No. No, it's before. Yeah. I think, again, trying to not be in the rain. Rain, yeah. And then how much is this just a max fan? This is going to be gross. Because we go Belgium, which is where he was born. Yeah. And then straight to the Netherlands. (laughs) 
at Zanfort. So it's just going to be orange wet I mean, dream. If you're a Max Verstappen fan, you just nutted. We personally... You, you hornered up your jeans yeah, <laughs> when you saw those two dates right next to each other. Your mom and I personally know of a gal who plays on the Belgian softball team who's oh. like all gaga about oh, well, Formula of One. Of course. And I mean, if you are Dutch, like you... It's skating. You love, I, like I saw a thing that like, he is literally the most famous person. Well, like, if like, you're not skating the canals in the dead of winter, you are voting and you're pulling your orange smoke for okay. Max in the summer. But listen to this next three-round run. 16, 17, 18. Monza, Azerbaijan, Singapore. Those are the so The temple de- of speed to the temple, temple of technica. And then to Singapore. <laughs> and then... To the physical. And then Austin. So we have you have Monza, wow. Azerbaijan, Singapore, Austin, Mexico, Brazil, Vegas, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. I just got goops bumps again. Or Abu Dhabi, I mean. So, dude, that run is going to be nuts. What a great calendar. Yeah, no doubt. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have a new season of An American's Guide to Formula One to bring to you guys as often as we can. Uh, thank you all for sticking with us in the off season. We hope to have a lot more fun, fun podcasts yeah. to come. But we're just stoked to be doing another season. Yeah. This is our fourth season of American's Guide to Formula One. Jeez, I feel old now. Older than I did. Well, yeah, that's because, you know, you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye, everybody. We'll see you. Yeah. We'll, probably do, we'll probably do a preseason testing episode and another one to catch yeah. up on the, so the heavy much. hitters. Way too much. And who knows what we're going to have to talk about with Horner. And I mean, silly, we think we manifest the silly season a little too hard. Well, we know one thing. You're groovy. You're groovy. I'm groovy. Stay and groovy. And so everybody out there, stay groovy because this is fun. Adios. Bye-bye.